Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you this morning. Thank you because of your word and the entrance of your word bringeth light. Spirit of the living God, this morning, make yourself known in our midst. Every gray area in our lives, shine your light on it. And at the end of the day, let us never be the same again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, church. How are you doing today? Somebody shout, I'm blessed. blessed. Say it one more time. I'm blessed. blessed. Say the loudest. I am blessed. blessed. Glory to God. Amen. All right. This morning... I believe that I have a word from God. I, I, listen, this, this particular subject that we're about to start as a church, for the next one month, we're going to be teaching on instructions. And this is one subject in the Bible when it comes to being led by God, hearing the voice of God, understanding times and seasons this is one subject that i believe that the lord has graciously helped me to understand and this morning i, I i'm gonna need you to do two things for me before i get into it it's a one month teaching so it's a series i'm gonna start out this morning by pretty much laying the foundation and at the end of the month, um, we would have completed this course. Pardon me to use that word. But what is going to be most important to me would not be that you have a higher knowledge of this subject. But what is most important is that you'll be able to walk in it with ease with deeper level of understanding and deeper level of insight. And so, I want your heart to be open. I need two things from you. Number one, I would need you to set aside for a moment all that you thought you knew about hearing the voice of God. I want you to set that aside for a moment. And I'll tell you why. You know, Revelation is progressive. The Bible says one generation shall what? Command thy works unto another generation. And so it's very important, it's very easy for us to read the Bible or read certain books and the revelation knowledge of God that was shared in that book was God speaking to the prophets to command his work to a particular generation. 
But then again, another generation comes and the revelation of God's word is expounded upon so that a new generation, based on the times that they live in, would understand the deeper workings of God where that subject is concerned. I'll give a very good example. Do you know that I have heard people teach that the only way God leads us primarily, you know, um, as a new creation, is only through, through the still small voice. I've heard people teach that. And they've anchored on that, that if God is speaking to you through any other thing, it's not the voice of God. So they tell you that the only way God speaks to you is through the still small voice or what we call the inward witness. And while that is correct, that is not the only way God speaks. And so, this is a very important teaching. And that's why I said that I would like you to forget everything you've known about hearing the voice of God for a moment. And so that you can gain new knowledge and new wisdom. Midweek service, I said something. I said there, there's what you call teachability index. And teachability index is found in two things. Number one, the ability to learn new information. And number two, the ability to adapt to the changes that the new learning and the new information has brought to you. And so you don't only look at, number one, the ability to learn new things. You also look at the ability to adapt to the changes that comes by learning. And so this morning, I want to teach on the subject of divine instructions. How to be led by God in every area of your life. Are you ready for me this morning now? Let me start out by saying this. You know, if I buy this speaker and I go to the market and I purchase the speaker, this speaker would always come with a manual. And when the speaker comes with a manual, if I have no prior knowledge about the use of the speaker, I would have to go and open up the manual, read the manual so that I can understand how to use the speaker. The instructions of the usage of the speaker is embedded inside the manual that has been given to me inside that speaker. And so if I always go back to the manual and I read the manual, I would know how to use the speaker. Imagine you buying an airplane, no matter how rich you are. You have $50 billion in your bank account. No matter how rich you are, if you buy an airplane and you don't know how to fly an airplane, you had better go to the school of flying. You can't just go to the plane and say, I believe this plane is mine because it's mine now, then this plane should fly. No, you have to go to them who understand how to, how to fly airplanes and then they give you the instructions. The moment you begin to apply the instructions of flying an airplane, then you can fly the airplane. And so if you look through the scriptures from Genesis all the way to Revelation, the Bible is full of instructions. From Genesis all the way to Revelation, you would see instructions there. The first instruction God gave man was to Adam. He said, keep and tend to the garden. It was an instruction. Did Adam pass the instruction? No. He kept. Did he tend? He didn't pay attention to his wife. He didn't pay attention to the, to the, to the let me use the word, the sheep <laughs> that God has given to him to pay attention to. And so you see that in the Bible, you see the instructions of God from one 
to another, from one to another. This morning, I want to start out this teaching on a premise. And the premise in which the Lord has shown me for me to teach this is from a different angle, a different perspective entirely. I will start out teaching it, all right, but I will take a pause in a moment and then we're going to continue next week from what I'm about to show you in the scripture. Because what I want to do this morning is to first of all lay the foundation and then from next week I begin to build upon that foundation that the Lord has helped me to lay. So if you can open your Bible with me to the book of Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. Genesis 3 and verse 8. Glory to God. Genesis 3 and verse 8. It says, And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden of the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the tree of the garden. It says, And they heard the sound. This is one of the attempts where you see in the Bible where God was speaking to man. This is what after man had eaten of the fruits of the, of the tree. And the Bible says, and they heard the sound. It was in the second verse, after this first verse, the Bible then said, and God spoke unto Adam and said, Adam, where are you? But the first thing that they heard was what? The sound. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. It says, and the day of Pentecost has fully come. They were with all accord in one place. Next verse, verse 2 then says, and suddenly they what? They heard a sound. They did not hear a voice. They heard a sound. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 8. And what did they hear from God first? They heard a sound. So it means that God actually speaks in sounds. I want you to follow me this morning. That's why I said you need to put aside what you've heard before for a moment. God actually speaks in sound. Now, listen to this. This is very important. Because you see, there is a difference between sound and voice. A sound can come as a voice. So, let me give a very good example. If you're upstairs in your house and you hear a noise downstairs, or you heard somebody speaking, but you heard it as a noise. So somebody's downstairs, and her name is maybe Bingbe, and Bingbe enters into your house and shouts your name. And you are sitting down upstairs with somebody in the sitting room, and you just told the person beside you, said, I heard a sound. What you heard was actually a voice, yes or no, but it came to you as a sound. Which means, in other words, that when God speaks, God does not only speak with voice. He also speaks with other mediums. That's why if you are driving past and you see a billboard, the billboard might not be what you want to hear, but that billboard passes a message to you. Am I talking to somebody in this room? So that billboard did not come as a voice, but it came as a sound. So sound varies. Are you getting what I'm talking about this morning? You see, do you know that people have been led by God in the most unusual way? But because it did not come as an audible voice, a still small voice, they disregarded it because it didn't come as a voice from heaven. 
I wrote something here and I wanted to write it down. I said, a sound is not necessarily a voice, but a sound can come as a voice. That's why one of the ways God can speak to you is through imaginations. One of the ways God can speak to you is through visions. One of the ways God can speak to you is through pictorial images. Glory to God. The Bible says, and they heard a sound. That's why I said that this morning, I'm going to start with this. This sound thing, I'm going to come back because it's my introduction. I'm going to come back to it next week. And I begin to talk about the different ways God speaks to us. Because you see, in the body of Christ, the only way we've really projected the most is through the still small voice. And that's accurate, 100%. But there are many other ways God speaks to us. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1. I'm loving this right now. It says, And God, who at various times, in various ways, spoke in time past by the fathers, to the fathers by the prophets. Next verse. Verse 2. It says, As in these last days, spoken to us by his son. So what the scripture was saying, in other words, is that in the Old Testament, God will speak to us through the fathers. He will speak to us through the prophets. But in the present dispensation, God speaks to us through his son. Now, if we say that God speaks to us through his son, then it means that we have to go back to the four gospels and read the four gospels very clearly to see how God speaks to Jesus. Because when we see how God speaks to Jesus and the replica of how God operates with Jesus, then we can tell how God will speak to us now. Are you getting what I'm talking about? And so it means that the way God spoke to them, spoke to them in the Old Testament was great, but there is a deeper, higher way in which God speaks to us now. And that's what I want to show you through the scriptures. It says, God who at sundry times in divert manners has spoken to us through the prophets, but in these last days has spoken to us through his son. You know, the Bible says, Are you with me? Is everybody there right there? All right. It says, Now there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, because now we want to see how God speaks, how Jesus speaks. It says, now there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, a member of the Shanhedrins amongst the Jews. Next verse. Next verse. All right. Who came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, we know without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher. For no one can do these things, these wonders, these attesting miracles that you do unless God is with him. Next verse, verse 3. And Jesus answered him, I surely, I, I, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, look at what it says there, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed and sanctified, he cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of heaven. He cannot see and experience the kingdom of heaven. Now, let me lay a premise for us because what I'm trying to do here is to build it one step at a time so that we can understand this. Now, if you go to 
Dubai or you go to Qatar or you go to any of these countries that have, you know, very nice safaris and all of that. When you buy your ticket, right, you have access to several, you know, adventures in that place. If you buy your ticket and you have adventures to like 10 things there and you go in that place and you only have one experience, have you enjoyed the full experience of what is supposed to happen there? No. Because you have 10, you have the right to experience the whole 10. Now, when the Bible says there is an experience in God, one of the experiences in God is not, the only, is not only in the excitement of knowing God, one of the experiences in God is the ability to hear God's voice. I tell you the truth. Let me tell you something here. You see, if you do not hear the voice of God, you would be on one spot running the race of life thinking you are making progress but when you look in hindsight you would have realized that you were on one spot running the race of life in your own imagination you were moving faster let me give you a very perfect example a story you see this is one story in my life i will never forget and i'm going to share it when i get into the last thing i want to say i remember when i finished school i will never forget this i went to sports center some of you went to if i went to sports center to spend time praying because I didn't want to step out of school without knowing clarity, clear cuts of what God wanted me to do. And you see, there is a time in your life where guesswork is no longer required. You want to be as accurate, you want to be as precise, you want to know in your knower the exact thing God wants you to do. And so I remember that I went to pray and spent time praying. The Holy Spirit said to me, go back to Lagos and make sure you serve. It says serve in Lagos. I mean, that was a very interesting, you know, because in my mind then, I remember very clearly, I wanted to go to Abuja. That was where I wanted to serve. That's where I preferred to serve. The Holy Spirit said to me, go to Lagos. And of course, I started calling people who I knew, who, you know, could help me get to Lagos. I started calling people. And so I called them. And I'm gonna say some very deep things because you see, sometimes, don't let me go ahead of myself. But on the line, what I just said, I started calling people who I knew to help me get Lagos. So I went, I got to Lagos eventually. When I entered into the NYC camp in Lagos, I joined OBS. OBS is um, broadcasting something, something. Now, there were many. There was Red Cross. There were so many things there. I knew the instruction of God. God told me, join OBS. Of course, it was when I joined, I realized that when you are in OBS, you have lounging life. It means when people are doing all the jogging and march past, you can be in the back room and enjoy your life. How many of you joined OPS? Aha. Very smart of smart of us. <laughs> and let me tell you what happened. The Lord told me when I moved to, to the NYC camp, he said to me very clearly, he said, I am going to bring certain relationships to your life at this NYC camp. He says, open your eyes to see them when they come. And what did I start to do? The moment I got into that NYC camp, I was anybody who greeted me in my mind. I was thinking, Are you the one the Lord is sending to me? I was very, you know, precise to know what God wanted me to do. To cut the long story short, I met three relationships in that camp. Three. I'm looking back to today. The place Creations Republic is using for our office is owned by one of the mothers of that place I met in NYC camp. My very first opportunity to leave the shores of this country 
to the US that I got an international opportunity, I met that person in that NYC camp. I tell you, there is no way you would write my journey without that experience in that NYC camp. There is no way. I See, I'm thinking about it now and I'm saying to myself, I don't think I would have gotten the level of speed that God had given to me if I was not precise in that singular destruction of going to that NYC camp. The relationships that I met you today define my life. A simple instruction, go to Lagos and serve in Lagos. Simple instruction. Some of you, it's too late already. Just be asking God for it. I'm just kidding. Glory to God. But there are experiences in God. It is the will of God for you to, for God to show you his plans and his intentions for you. And that's why this subject of hearing the voice of God is as important as, you know, one of the things we do in this church as every year, every single year we teach on this subject. It's in the curriculum of the new. Go and check all our years, the five years. Because the Lord had told me this many years ago, it says, if you will teach your people how to hear my voice and how to obey my voice, it says you are going to cover so much ground with speed. The voice of God. Write these three, four things down, five things down. Why God desires to speak to you. Number one, God desires to speak to you because he loves you. God desires to speak to you because he loves you. He loves you. Do you know that science has showed us and has told us that a, a child can actually hear the voice of the mother even from the womb? A child can recognize the voice of the mother from the womb. Wow! The Bible says, if ye then been evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more would the father give the ghost? And so God desires for you to hear his voice. It is his will. And you see, a, a wicked father does not want to have a relationship with the son or the mother or with, with, the, with the daughter. Glory to God. But a good father or a, a good mother wants to have a relationship. It's the same way God desires a relationship with you. And so God desires to have a relationship with you. So number one, God loves you. Number two, God desires to have a close relationship with you. I'm talking about why God desires to speak to you. God desires to have a close relationship with you. Number three. Speaking to you shows his supremacy. Speaking to you shows his supremacy. Number four. Speaking to you gives you the assurance of how authentic he is. It gives you the assurance of your salvation. Do you know that when God speaks to you and what he spoke to you about, you saw it come to pass in your life. Do you know that it's very hard for people to take away your walk with him, especially when you have had experiences with him? That's why God desires to speak to you. So that you can know him more. Number five. One of the reasons why God desires to speak to you is because God cannot lie dormant on your inside doing nothing. He can't lie dormant on your inside doing nothing. And so, 
if it's inside of you, then it desires to speak to you. Glory to God. What must be your response to the voice of God? Write this down. Number one, you must know that God desires to speak to you. What are your responses? Number one, you must know that God desires to speak to you. Number two, you must believe in what he's saying. One of the things you must know in your spirit is that God lives inside of you. And the voice of God is not coming from the external. The voice of God that will change your life is coming from the inside. And every time in your life, you must learn how to look inside to get the word of God for your life. Listen, I have found many people who do not believe or know that God truly desires to speak to them. How many of you believe that God desires to speak to you? You see, we're going to practicalize it in a moment because we're going to do something. And that's why I want to hurry to the last part of this, my teaching. We're going to practicalize something here this morning. Glory to God. This morning, in the next few minutes that I have, I want to teach you practically. Now, follow me. I said all of this to get this is my, this is the bottom part of my message. I said everything that I said to give a foundation. But what I want to communicate to you now is the practicalization of how to hear the voice of God and what to do after the voice of God has been heard. Because you see, we can only teach, we can just teach this instruction message theoretically and we have missed the essence and the purpose of this message. The very purpose of this message is not to gain knowledge alone. The very purpose of this message is for you to be able to walk in the depth of revelation and be able to have the outcomes of life that produces results via the walking with the Lord. So I'm going to show you a scripture in the Bible which has been one of the things, I, and I'm going to teach you practically how to hear the voice of God and what to do when the voice of God comes. I'll give you an example. When I was in the, when I was in the UK, I was looking at the next conference. I knew the thing God wanted us to do with the next conference. And it was two weeks to go. I knew that we had a lot of gap to cover spiritually. I knew. Number one. Number two, I knew that the momentum had not entered into what I call the gushers of the spirit. What they call the gushers of the spirit is that you are no longer the one driving it. It has entered into free. The Bible says in the days of thy power, thy people would be willing. What? mean it means that when people are still being dragged to do things there is no willingness there is no power supply there and so i knew that for us to enter into this thing the way people would enter into it without me saying do this do that do this do that we had to enter into something what did i do i'll give you a practical example i came back to nigeria i was just waiting i gathered a group of five people five pastors i said guys this is what i want us to do and I'm going to teach you this thing because I tell you we're going to practicalize it in the next 10 minutes in prayers. I said, what I'm going to do, what we are going to do is going to pray for two days. We're going to pray for two days and this and this and this. So the first day we came together online. The first 10 minutes, I used the first 10 minutes in worshiping. I told them we're going to worship God. Say after me, Lord, we thank you. Lord, we exalt you. Lord, we glorify you. We did that for about 10 minutes. 
After the next 10 minutes, we started praying in the spirit. After the next 10, 15, or 20 minutes, I can't remember how many minutes we used to pray. Pardon me. After that, what did we enter into? We entered into prophetic declaration. In the name of Jesus, I declare, say after me, I declare, I declare that people get into, as we started declaring words, declaring words, declaring words, declaring words. After the declaration of words, I said, now let's have meetings. We started having meetings. Let me tell you what happened. In that moment, something was supplied. The dam was open. You see, the reason why people struggle with the voice of God is because there are operational keys. And I, that's what I want to show you now in the Bible. John chapter 7, verse, 7, verse 37. Follow me very closely now. John chapter 7 and verse 37. Please, I beg you by the mercy of God, don't miss what I'm about to share with you. It will change your life. It says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and what? Drink. Next verse, verse 38. It says, he who believes in me, as the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of what? Living waters. Next verse, verse 39. But this spake concerning what? The Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Look at what Jesus said. He says, the great day of the feast. He says, anyone who believes, let him come and drink of me. So this is what happens, you see. This is why people struggle with hearing the voice of God. This is what we call the supply of the Spirit of God in prayer. This is what happens. When God wants to lead you in a direction, you are prompted by the Holy Ghost to get into some time of prayer. When you enter into that time of prayer, and you continue praying like that, what people miss out the most is that they think that when they pray, God will show them the result immediately with something physical. I'll give an example. You are praying for a job. You are praying for an opportunity. You are praying for a husband. What you are praying for is in tongues. So what you are thinking is that when you pray for a job, the next day, a job opportunity happens and you see a job. And somebody calls you and says, take a job. But I'll tell you, the workings of God doesn't work that way. Many times, what is happening is that when you pray, the Bible says about Jesus there, that a supply of the Spirit will happen for you. What is the supply of the Spirit? It means that you spend time praying. Let me tell you what is going on. It's like a cup and they are pouring water. Something is being supplied into your heart by the Spirit of God. Something is supplied into your heart by the Spirit of God. Something is being supplied into your heart by the Spirit of God. Listen, when that thing enters into your spirit, it begins to show up as instructions. Is somebody following what I'm talking about here? I'll give an example. Think about it this way. Um, he comes to me now and says, or I, he comes to me, and I came to my office and I asked him, ah, how are you doing today? He said, I'm good. I said, ah, is today your birthday? He said, yes, today is his birthday. I said, okay, tell me what do you want as a gift? And he tells me he wants a brand new jet. And I'm a very rich man. You want a brand new jet? You want a brand new jet? Say yes. Brand new jet? He says yes. How much is the brand new jet? He says it is $60 million. 
I said, 60 million dollars. I said, okay, no problem. I write him the check of the 60 million dollars and I give it to him. He said, yay, my God, you have blessed me. He collects the check. He has the cash. Because I'm a very rich man and he knows that if he tenders that in the account, they would cash it in for him. He has that check. Now, what did I give to him? A check. What did he want? A jet. But what I have given to him, can that money buy the jet? So when you come to God in prayer, God gives you a supply of the spirits. So what people miss out many times is that you are praying for a husband, you are praying for a wife, you are praying for a job, you are praying, Rabba Koto Paria. You wake up in that prayer and you are done and you are thinking God will bring that husband to you, walk your way. But what is going on there is that a supply of the spirit is released as a check. When that supply of the spirit is released as a check, you have to then take that check and go into the bank and cash. What that check is, is that there will now be divine instructions that God will begin to give to you that you now know that you must do in order for you to see that thing. You see, this is why we pray in the spirit. Because when you pray in the spirit, there is always a supply. How many of you have this happened to you before? Because when you understand this, you will take praying in the spirit so seriously. How many of you has this happened to you before? You were praying, you wanted something and you were praying about a matter. You were praying for that thing. And by the time you were done praying, you felt a nudge in your spirit to call somebody. And as soon as you called that person, that person had the very thing you were thinking about. Did God give you that thing physically? This is where many people miss out in the testimonies of their prayers. They think that God has not heard them, but God does not give you cash. He does not give you money. No. He doesn't give you, he releases his spirit upon that matter. And once that spirit comes upon it, you can now go and cash it out by divine instructions. Let me tell you what I tell people all the time. Whenever you pray long hours of prayer, don't get excited about your long hours of prayer. You must be more excited about the instructions that comes out of the long hour of prayer than just the excitement that I pray for 10 hours. Because praying for 20 hours, praying for 15 hours means actually nothing if there are no divine instructions to go with it. That's why the Bible says, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of the stranger they will not follow. My sheep hear my voice. 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 And the voice of the stranger they will not follow. Let me give you an example. We're going to invite... Bishop Wale for the next conference. Four years ago, when the new was going to start, he was one of the speakers that I saw in my heart towards the next conference. In fact, I'll tell you the, the, the truth. Four years ago, when I was praying and God told me about him coming to the new, the image I saw of him was the very image that he came with. I knew he was going to come with a white hat, but I knew from that. This was four years ago. Now, I went to God in prayer because, you see, there are certain things people have asked me how do you get I'm telling you the honest truth you see if you practice this thing well this thing this supply of the spirit you would get access before people you never thought you could get access with because what happens too much in the body of Christ and even with believers is that there is too much scheming so you are scheming without a check they have not released this they've not given you a check to use to deposit you are just going before the door so when you get before the door, they will ask you, who, what do you have in your hands? 
But when the spirit is supplied, when there is a supply of the spirit, you already have the check so you can go and cash that thing out. Now, I've spoken to someone I knew that they had told me that ah, the schedule is very busy in this period. It was traveling up and down. And I knew that this next conference was pivotal for the new. I knew it was it was an announcement prophetically for us to take us to another level. And I knew four years ago the Lord had told me that once this man walks into your church, he says everything's going to change. So I started. Because, you see, it's one thing to know the will of God. It's another thing to press in, to lay claim, to make demands. So just because it's the will of God, you can keep that in wishful thinking. And the, the spirit is not supplied for you to make that thing happen. So I went to God in prayer. Keramanta Zava Kaburia cancel the appointment, cancel everything. This man must come. The person I was talking to, I said, I, I, I've gone to see him in his office. I'd mentioned it to him, Bishop Wale. I'd mentioned it to him. He said, okay, let's like, work on the schedule. The person later reached out to me and said, ah, that he said it's very tight. I said, no, we say, this man will come. With the audacity through which I was saying it, I'm sure the person felt like there's something you know, there's something you know that I don't know. Four years ago, the Lord has shown me what he was going to wear. So I had the supply. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I was not even agitated of his coming or not. You see, when those things happen to you, it keeps you in rest. The reason why there's too much panic is because you don't have the check in your hands. It's because you don't have the check in your hands. Let me give you a story. I was remembering this story this morning when I was getting ready. When I was in secondary school, this was, um, yeah, secondary school, I used to play football. So we went for, yeah, SPS. When I was in SPS, I went to do Cambridge then. We went for a football match against one other um, university, is it university or another school, um, Cambridge school. So I used to play number seven, Cristiano Ronaldo. That's my position. So I was at the, in the, on the bench that day. It's not like I could not play. They just put me on the bench. <laughs> I was on the bench that day. Now, there's a particular guy, and I can't remember his name, very tall guy. He used to play for Pepsi something, Pepsi Club. He was a midfielder, very fantastic footballer. Every time we play, I've observed the way the guy plays. He was very good at crossing. He was, he, he was an, a fantastic distributor of, ball, of the ball. So it was almost 55 minutes or so, so they were going to remove the person playing number seven and they were going to exchange the person with me, you know, replace the person with me. I was just remembering this story this morning, very profound, and I think it just keys into what I'm teaching about here. Now they brought out this guy, and they put me inside. Now, I have studied the way this guy, because, you know, out of, if you're fascinated about somebody, you just be watching, but not knowing you're learning. And I knew how this guy plays. So, when they told us, told me that I should go inside, the guy that was take, as I was coming outside, the guy was telling me that, you know, when you are coming out, some that few minutes when you are shaking each other, you'll be giving yourself scope that stay in that place. That place, that's where the leak is happening. But because me, I had known how that guy plays his game, even though the guy who was in the game experienced more than me was telling me I should go and stay in one particular place, as I entered into the place, number seven is this line. Yes or no, if you watch football, number seven is this angle. I did not go there. I went to the place that they did not send me. To the other side. Because even in the match while I was watching, 
I observed how the guy was crossing his balls. So I did not go to that place that the coach and the people told me to go. I stood in this place. I was not offside though. Just stood there. As the guy was distributing the ball, we were on 1-0. 1-0. He was distributing the ball. Pa, pa, pa. First ball, he threw it to me. Of course, I could not, I could not chest it. It was higher than, it was higher than life. So I cornered something there. I cracked something. I said, this is where this guy will be playing the ball to. The guy who was holding me, um, the three, number three, was holding me. That one wants to go and score. So he's always going forward. I said, it's even good. Just be going ahead of me. So I stayed there. Second ball, he passed it to me. I tried to dribble the collect the ball from me. I just clicked that. This is how the guy plays his ball. I stood there. It was less than 10 minutes of the game. He threw the ball. The guy, number three, had gone to the front. I was with the ball, with the goalkeeper. And of course, I scored. I scored three times. A trick. How did I score a trick? Wait, wait, wait. Don't clap yet. How did I score a trick in that game? How? Because I knew for knowledge where the ball was coming to. Not where they were telling me the ball was coming to. When you pray in the spirit and the supply of the spirit, you will go and buy certain businesses. People are wondering, why did you buy that business? That business is going to crash. But you had prior information. You would always call the balls of life. But you see, there is first a work of the spirits that must be done. Because if, you see, if you say, lift up your heads, oh, you get be lifted up your everlasting door. The gates will ask you. When you say, let the king of glory come in, you say, who is the king of glory? Then you must be able to respond, the Lord strong and mighty. So you must have something that has been supplied. It's like an assurance in your spirit. That's why we pray in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Now, once you do that and you start praying, because I want us to pray for a moment today. Because I said we're going to practicalize this thing. Because see, one of the things I've observed about teachings on the voice of God is that many times we teach the people the voice of God theoretically and they don't even know how to practice it. So I'm going to show it to you. The next thing you begin to do after you've heard the voice of God or when you feel like the spirit has been supplied and how do you know the spirit is supplied there would be an assurance in your spirit does somebody understand what I'm saying you will feel an assurance in your spirit you will feel a quickening in your spirit the Bible says the spirit was quickness you will feel that quickness quickening in your spirit that this thing has been supplied for me you might have not seen it yet but you will know in your belly that that thing has been released to you let me tell you something it's not everything you say, but let me tell you this. See, in the new, I can tell you that 80% of the things that we do as a church, I already have a check for it. See, that's why if I say we are going to buy our property tomorrow, I will not look at the bank account. What I will go to buy first. It says, go to them who sell and buy. What I will go to buy first is the supply of the spirit. Because once that spirit is supplied, I would have the instructions. So people run elter skelter looking for where, because man only 
they only reckon with you when there's higher forces compelling them to do something for you. So you are going to knock doors. Open the door for me, open the door for me. But you don't have the checkbook. So 80% of the time, I would have gone to God in prayer. I would have felt the release of that thing. Felt the supply of the spirit of that thing. And then, guys, this is what we are going to do next. And I will not, I will not fringe. It's not because I'm a, just a man of faith. It's because I know the assurance of what has entered already. Are you guys hearing what I'm talking about this morning? The second thing you begin to do, the first thing I said is prayer. Abby, the supply of the Spirit. The second thing is the instructions that will come. Once the supply of the Spirit happens. The third thing you will now begin to do in following God and hearing the voice of God is that you will now begin to make what I call prophetic declaration. Prophetic declaration. Aya, my God. Media, can I come down, please? Can I come down? Prophetic declaration. Listen, this is one area I believe that many people have made a lot of mistake with prophetic declaration. And I explain what I mean. You see, many of us had and grew up with what we call confessions. And confessions usually is that you wrote something down or somebody wrote something down and you were taking it. And that is very powerful. But you see, when it comes to prophetic declaration, it is beyond wishful thinking or just reciting your hopes. Because what many people call confession is a recitation of hopes, not converted to faith. When it comes to prophetic declaration, you are speaking about the thing as though it has happened. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. God who calls those things that be not as though it were. So when it comes to prophetic declaration, because remember this, God speaks in finality. Remember I taught you that on Tuesday. God said to Abraham, he says to him that, see that I have made you a father of nation. This is somebody who, was not, who had no child yet. So whenever God is speaking to you, he speaks to you with the eventual outcome of your life. See that I have made you. See that I have made you. At this time, Abraham did not have one child. He was telling him, see. So God speaks in what? Finality. Now, when it comes to prophetic declaration, you have prayed and you have prayed and once that supply of the spirit happens what comes with the supply of the spirit is not only instructions you will begin to feel utterance in your words and when you are making those declarations it's not making them out of just oh in the name of Jesus listen you are making them from a standpoint of the prophetic which means you are making it from the end of what you have seen let me give you a very good example This is the first time I'm saying this openly. First time. Two years ago, I've shared this story before. October, a pastor came to preach in the new church. October. While he was preaching, he was talking about praying in the Spirit, just like I'm talking about praying in the Spirit now. And while he was talking, God told me, I heard it, supply of the Spirit, that it's time for you to move 
all the new churches away from their current venue. This was on a Sunday. On Monday morning, you see, we must learn how to strike the iron while it is hot. On Monday morning, I woke up, went downstairs in the sitting room, and I started praying the Spirit. What was I praying for? Even though I heard the word that moved your church away, which I know it was the will of God, I needed the energy, the convergence of energy of the Spirit to make that thing happen. Because you see, you can be looking for venue, but once the supply of the Spirit happens, the thing opens up, you know accurate where to go. You don't have that time for guesswork. Let me tell you something. You can have a client that says no to you, that I'm not giving you the job. If you go back for the supply of the Spirit, and in that supply, you sense that the job is yours, let them be saying no, they are wasting their time. Once you receive the supply, they are still coming back to you. But when you are praying, and you see that it's not, it's not opening, no matter how much you pray, just forget that client. It's not yours. You know it happened to Paul, Peter. Paul, pardon me, Paul. Paul was praying. What happened to him when he was praying? The gates opened. The second time when they caught him, he was praying again. He was expecting that the gates would open. Did the gates open? Because God was creating an opportunity for him to go and speak to the people in power. So, you must understand how God operates with man. The supply of the Spirit. That day, I finished praying. I knew an assurance in my heart. I'm not talking about hope. This is when hope is converted to faith. It's like combustion. It's not just we are hoping. It's that you have received it in your spirit as a witness. So what happened? I was praying. I felt the supply of the Spirit on my inside that that thing, the dam has opened for us to enter into it. As soon as the, I felt the supply of the Spirit that the dam has opened for us to enter into it, I started to feel utterance in terms of prophetic declaration. Then I started to declare. In the name of Jesus, we now sit in our, I'm not saying God give me our, are you guys hearing what I'm talking about? It's no longer God give me because once the supply has happened, he has given you. Now you must be talking from the standpoint of what has been given already. You will not be declaring it from the standpoint of God you are going to. It's now God, this is what you have done. Is somebody here what I'm talking about? Let me show you a scripture. John chapter 17 and verse 9. John 17 and verse 9. And we're going to spend the next 10 minutes to practicalize what we have learned this morning. You see, if you understand this process I said, you will hear the voice of God. <laughs> when people say, I, I don't know, I don't hear the voice of God, I always ask them, do you pray in the Spirit long enough? You can't pray in the Spirit long enough, I know you, and you will not know the voice of God. Look at what Jesus said, John chapter 17, verse 9. He says, I pray for them, I do not pray for the world, but for those whom what you have given me, for they are yours. Next verse. This is your saying. And all mine are yours, and yours and mine, and I am glorified in them. Verse 10, verse 11. Now, I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I have come to you. Look how Jesus was talking here. This is somebody that was still alive. 
that he's saying, I am no longer in the world. This was the last prayer Jesus prayed with his disciples before he died. Jesus was talking, he was declaring it from the standpoint of finished. He was declaring prophetically in a futuristic zone. Is somebody hear what I'm talking about? He wasn't declaring that God, he was saying, I'm no longer here. This is somebody that was still alive. So you look at the baby, you look at the thing you are believing God for, and when it comes to prophetic declaration, you are not declaring it from the standpoint of God, give me. You are declaring it from the standpoint of, Lord, this thing which you have given to me, I thank you for it. Because when it comes to the prophetic, you speak, that's why prophets are called seers. They are primarily seers. You see and you speak. So when it comes to the prophetic, you are speaking it and prophetic declaration, you are speaking it from the finality of what God has said. It's not God you are giving me. It's no longer God you are giving me. You are now saying, God, this thing you have given to me. I remember that day when the new was going to move, I started making those dangerous those dangerous prophetic declaration. Dangerous. As you have given us this property, oh God, anyone that stands against it, take them out. Is uh, from ah. Uh. Because when you see those statements assures your faith. It solidifies your faith. You are not just talking about it. You are talking about it because you have seen it. Remember. God will not give you what you see physically yet. The supply will be released first. Once the supply is released, then you have it already. Then you now start declaring it from what you have seen and what you already have. And this is how you enjoy the voice of God. This morning, I have come to help many of you that want to hear the voice of God in instructions. We're going to pray for 10 minutes if you pray in the Holy Ghost. I want you to write out one area of your life. One. Everybody bring out your writing material now. And write out one area of your life that you want to see something or a change or whatever it is. Write that area down. Do you remember what the angel of the Lord told Mary? He says, How would these things be? Say, The Spirit of the Lord will do what? Overshadow you. What was he trying to say? The Spirit of the Lord would all be supplied. They did not say, the spirit did not say you will get pregnant. Oh. It says the spirit of the Lord would what? Be supplied. The spirit of the Lord would overshadow you. Then what will come out? Are you guys hearing what I'm talking about this morning? Am I in the new? It's when the spirit is supplied, then something will come out. So you, 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 you learn to stay there in prayer. 
John chapter 7 verse 37 on the great day of the last on the great day of the feast Jesus cried out with a loud voice if any man thirsts let him come and drink he says out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters how do you drink from a cup of water and then what will now be inside your belly is now rivers so he was saying in other words that when you receive from the cup which is small when you drink of the supply of the spirit what you will produce will be multiples of those water so you are asking god for a job but when you receive the supply of the spirit it will come with a job a wife a child are you getting what i'm saying it will come with multiples of the water so it's not just a job because when you pray in the spirit you are only praying what you think you want but the Holy Ghost knows what you want or what you need to be added to what you even want. Listen, do you know that you can ask for a breakthrough that comes with battles? But when you pray in the Spirit, you clear the ground of the battles and you still get your breakthroughs. The supply of the Spirit. That's why we pray in the Holy Ghost. It says, Beloved, building up your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. So stop praying in the Spirit and just you know full stop something is being supplied every time you pray in the holy ghost glory be to god hallelujah are you ready to pray in the spirit jump on your feet jump on your feet jump on your feet morning I want us to practicalize what I have taught you how many of you here have things in your life that God can help you handle let me see your hands up let me share this last story with you Some years ago, maybe like three years ago, in my organization, we went for a pitch. We went for that pitch, and our presentation was really great. It was good. Then the clients looked at us and said, we like your presentation, we like your ideas, everything is very good, but we don't think that your organization has the capacity to do this kind of work because you seem like you have a slim team. So we might have to go with this particular organization. So I heard that, but the client said our presentation was fantastic. Now, one of the things you must learn as a new creation is that you must be able to discern when a no comes. Because many times, a no is an opportunity to see the right hand of God. So the client said that, I went back home to pray. And I remember that I went on my knees and I started praying. What was I praying for? I wanted to know if there is a supply 
if I feel like, you know, if you start your gen and the gen goes off, you put fuel. If you put small fuel, five liter, if you start it, it will come on. If it comes on, you know that the fuel was the problem. Then you add more fuel. Once you add more fuel, you are good. You can go and sit down in your sitting room and watch your movie. Because you've located where the problem is coming from. Fuel is the problem. So I was waiting for a signal to know in the place of prayer, God, is this a green light? Should I press further? Pursue, overtake, or recover? I could, when I was praying, I could sense in my heart that this thing was for us. So I started praying. I started praying. I started praying. The more I was praying, I was sensing a joy in my spirit. Now let me tell you something. Even when we talk about the joy in your spirit, you must be careful with that also. Because you see, sometimes you will have to pray longer to hit that note of joy. So sometimes you pray for one hour and you've not hit the note of joy. Then sometimes you go back and you feel like, I've not sensed joy in that area, so that thing is not mine. But is you can't dig a well and see water immediately. You can't take shovel and do like this and you see water. Sometimes you wait there. You wait there long enough. That was what Pastor God was saying in the next conference, that you take excursions in the spirit. You just stay there. You just stay there. The more I was praying, I was feeling the thing was opening up. Then I knew that this thing is our own. You see, there are two things you can see. Sometimes you will know it's your own, and sometimes you know it's up for grab for anyone who lays on to it first. So I started praying. As I was praying, I felt the supply of the Spirit. After the supply of the Spirit, prophetic declaration. Prophetic declaration in the future. Not just, not God, thank you for the job you have given us. Uh -uh. Lord, as I do this work now, thank you because of the resources you have brought to us. Thank you because, because you are talking about it from the standpoint of receiving it already. I started declaring it. As soon as I was done declaring it, the Lord gave me wisdom. Call this person that is in that organization. Tell this person that you can do this thing. Tell this person they brought, that's how we won all the accounts today. By just following the supply of the Spirit. If anyone tests, let him come and drink. He did not say he will give you car. He says out of your belly. When the Spirit is supplied, then he will now put in water. Out of that belly will now flow rivers of living waters. This spake he of the Spirit. That's what scripture says. Out of your belly will now flow rivers of living waters. Glory to God. Are you ready to take an excursion in the Holy Ghost this morning? Are you ready to take an excursion in the Holy Ghost this morning? All right. I want you to open up your mouth and I want to hear a supernatural army pray. I want you to open up your mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Take us in the spirit. 
Mendo Kosa Vara Pate Gosto Sabarakas Akatondo Aparanda Kapatosa Shadarangas Kaparanta Eparando Kosa Varate around just pray 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 the supply of the Holy Ghost the supply of the Spirit in your business in your marriage in your relationship in the decisions to make
in Jesus mighty name we pray listen let me close with this let me teach you how in very few minutes stay standing please how to pay bills for anything you want to do practical see many years ago we we're getting married my wife and I and we looked at the budget of the whole wedding and it was running to millions and of course I said to myself there is no way we're gonna pay for all of these things if there is no help you see the first mistake most times we make is that we run to man and once you run to man they will ask you who is this king of glory if you don't have the response back the Lord strong and mighty how do you pay the bills I started praying because until the spirit is supplied so you will go to the God in the place of prayer before you know it people started calling us oh I'll take care of this one I'll pay for this one even people I never thought they were not responding to the nature of life and the willingness of men they were responding to the supply of the spirit of the Lord I've taught you this thing before. I say it passively, but I've not said what I do. I say it jokingly that if, if I go two weeks and nobody gives me something, I'm already thinking. And sometimes that happens. See, go one week without praying in tongues. And go one week with effectual fervent prayer in tongues one week. Put the two weeks side by side. Just do a test for yourself. And tell for yourself what will happen. That's why I don't joke with my retreats. You can't, you can't, you can't take anything from my time. But when it's retreat time, those that wait upon the Lord, the scripture says, it shall renew their strength. That is where instructions come from. So when people are looking at someone and say, ah, superstar, there is no superstar in this kingdom. People are operating keys of instruction gotten by the surprise of the spirit. So it's not just that we want to do. Um, we, we spent millions to do that conference and let me tell you something if we wanted to do a four days we're even trying to get the hall for Saturday if we wanted to do a four days I will not look at the bank account once I know the secrets the secret is close the door enter and get the supply once the supply comes it's like a checkbook you have the assurance of that thing you walk before people they will compel themselves by the grace of God to do it for you once that supply happens I'm telling you the truth and once the supply happens you must back it up with your words which is the prophetic declaration I talked to you about and the futuristic declaration I talked about the more you keep doing that thing when I go two weeks and nobody has given me something sometimes ago somebody came and gave me money I said hey the person thought he was giving me money because two weeks have gone I've not seen any goodness supply go and look barume nakaido felus three then God begins to tell you things sometimes that supply of the spirit even comes an instruction for you because sometimes we always think it's for us to get sometimes God says you too you, are, you want people to give to you but you have not given out let's go of some then some will come in supply of the spirit ah, let me close with this Galatians 5.25 Galatians 5.25 Galatians 5.25 Galatians 5.25 Quickly Glory to God 
Thank you, Jesus. It says, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Don't, be, don't start out in the Spirit and conclude it in the flesh. If you live in the Spirit, if it started out in the Spirit, conclude it in the Spirit. Deal with it in the Spirit. Stay with it in the Spirit. Walk it out in the Spirit. Stop using your carnal mind to try and figure it out. What am I going to do? What are we going to do? What am I going to do? What are we going to do? Well, unfortunately, the reason why you are saying what am I going to do is because you don't know what to do about it. If you know what to do about it, you're not going to say what am I going to do. There is a way to do what you want to do. Stay in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and stay right there. Receive the supply of the Spirit. Then what you want to do and how you want to do will be made known to you and the people to get it done for you will be brought to you. That's how the supply of the Spirit works. That's why we pray in the Holy Ghost. We don't pray in the Holy Ghost to tick boxes that we pray to. We pray in the Spirit to receive the supply of the Holy Listen, why did Jesus go to the cross? He had to go to Gethsemane 30, um, uh, uh, one hour. He went back to meet disciples. What are you doing? Can't you pray with me one hour? What was Jesus doing at Gethsemane? He was receiving the supply of the Spirit. What was the supply of the Spirit for? So that he can have strength, might, so that when he's going on that journey, he will not drop the crop and say, Mioshema. And if he says, Mioshema, we are done for. He needed the strength to continue. Even on the cross, the point of death, say, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. He was even taking somebody to heaven in the process of the cross. Why? Because the Spirit was supplied. Until the Spirit is supplied, it will be struggle, hustle, toiling, hard, you know, just. But once the Spirit is supplied, Put your hand on your belly one more minute and pray in tongues very loud, very hard. more seconds. Pray in the spirit. Now in the next 30 seconds, begin to make those prophetic declarations. Begin to make those prophetic declarations. Begin to make those prophetic declarations. prophetic confessions begin to make it we saw how Jesus was speaking begin to make it
Jesus name we pray I want to give are you getting blessed by this message I want to give you an assignment when you get back home today or tomorrow pray in tongues for one hour take an excursion the Holy Ghost for one hour or two hours once you are done have a writing material with you and begin to write confession don't write all those ones you have written before begin to write confession from revelation of the prayers you just prayed write it and be declaring it for two weeks just try this thing I'm telling you for two weeks consistently you will be shocked at the outcome of your life I'm giving you raw secret keys you will be shocked at the speed that can happen in your life many of you business owners here hear the word of the Lord see there are things God would reveal to you the secret things belongs to God in the place of prayer when the supply of the spirit is happening you will make some business decisions people in your business or in your industry would look at you and say what kind of decision are you making this this is stupid but because the supply of the spirit has happened for you you will be like me that knows the positioning to wait when the ball will come because you know that the ball will still come here eventually the ball will come will be the one to be scoring all the people in your industry they would have been executed out but because you received a supply and you were bold enough to act on that supply you will be ahead of time this is the secret of what it means to be ahead because you are operating on a higher pedestal of knowledge than the normal knowledge that rules men may the lord give you wisdom and insights in jesus name We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much He wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in His presence.